Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Kevin! You're stupid. Hey friends, welcome to episode 481 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. We are getting ever closer to episode 500 coming up in June of 2024 and still working on some ideas for guests and or a guest or a concept. Also working on some other things to add a little extra to the My One Two Three Cents YouTube channel. Now, if you're just listening to the podcast, I encourage you to go check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash my one, two, three cents. There are other segments on there, other little uh, give me a minute. Um, there's some figure uh, unboxings with Go Figure, uh, other episodes of Wrestling Under the Influence. Much smaller bits of, of information can be found uh, on the YouTube channel, uh, you know, three to five minutes usually uh, on most of the blogs, uh, unless it's a give me a minute and then it's 60 seconds or less. So, uh, looking to add more content, though, do some fun things, some games and other things, uh, working with chat on some ideas and working on some new ideas for content uh, for the next few weeks, few months uh, right here as well. And still haven't completely made up my mind if episode 500 is going to kind of be the ending of the My One Two Three Cents podcast and then the launch of something new, or if I'm going to just kind of revamp and redo what's happening with My One Two Three Cents, making some Minor changes along the way between here and there, but this week uh, we are sticking back to the or going back to the uh, wrestling under the influence formula, and we'll get to the beer and the topic in just a minute or two. As I pause to take a quick drink of water, but I, I also wanted to talk about um, you know my original intent with my one two three cents, you know, way back when when it started off as a blog. Uh, was just writing opinion pieces and memories and and thinking of, of the quote-unquote good old days of wrestling. And the podcast has stayed pretty close to that. Um, I have talked about current events. You know, last week I, I did the Royal Rumble rap, and then Chad joined me for just a YouTube exclusive with his kind of point of view on the Royal Rumble. And we talked about a few other things because by then we knew that CM Punk had been injured and whatnot. Now there's a new uh, layer to the end. it seems like every week uh, we record a podcast and then all this other stuff comes out. So that's kind of what YouTube um, will be kind of bridging some of those moments that happen between the podcast from week to week. Now I'm not going to ever, I'm not going to say never, ever, but I want to keep this kind of still that nostalgic ride um, and not necessarily so much on modern day or current stuff. And I say that, and I'm going to actually be doing a more modern topic uh, with this week's podcast, but I'm thinking of keeping it still more on that lighthearted. And I'm not going to talk about 
the news that's going on right now with The Rock and Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns and uh, Seth Rollins and what's going on with WrestleMania. Uh, because I'm going to trust the process and I'm going to wait and see and, and see how things go and see where we end up uh, when we get to Philadelphia. But uh, I, I will say for right now, if the things that are being presented end up coming to fruition, uh, I'll be disappointed. You know, I, I do think that uh, Cody... I guess the story is that Cody finishing the story is winning the championship, not necessarily beating Roman Reigns for the championship. So I, I get that. And so we'll wait again. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see where things end up going uh, at WrestleMania. We've still got Elimination Chamber coming up. So I'm going to pump the brakes before I get all preachy and, and start complaining and, and canceling Peacock or, you know, never watching WWE again. I'm not, you know, to me, it, it's not one or two people or one or two storylines or programs that makes me interested. And what I have kind of discovered with this whole Vince McMahon fiasco, not even he is bigger than WWE. It's not taking away my enjoyment of him no longer being a part of, of the company, um, you know. And so, and I do have a video up on YouTube right now, uh, as well as on the my one Cents Instagram page, which has really taken off uh, about a few thoughts on canceling Vince McMahon or erasing him from the company's history. So uh, be sure to check those out, weigh in, let me know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to this podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also check us out on jitterymonkey.com, all the other programs going on there as well. So this week, as I mentioned, is going to be another Wrestling Under the Influence. And Wrestling Under the Influence is something that I have come to love. Uh, the beer this week is called Big Hugs. It is by uh, Half Acre Brewing uh, out of Chicago, Half Acre Beer out of Chicago. Uh, this is a coffee stout and it is 10% alcohol by volume. So it packs quite a punch. And of course, with big hugs, we're going to talk about Bailey and kind of talk about early Bailey, NXT Bailey and the early times of her uh, on the WWE roster. But let's first do our pour here. Of course, it's a uh, coffee stout, so it's going to be dark. And again, 10% alcohol by volume. It's uh, packs quite a punch. And I got a lot of foam going on here, but that's okay. I've been told that that's okay to do the pour like that. Nice, nice coffee aroma. And again, the color looks great. Now I'm going to get through all this foam. So stand by. It's really good. Again, it's a coffee stout. It's a stout. Typically with a stout, you're going to have a heavier experience with this. So um, lately I've been drinking, uh, even though it's winter still, I have been drinking some more spring or summer, spring or summer uh, inspired beers. So this one is a little heavy, but again, it tastes great. And, and you're not going to drink a lot of these because it's the 10% alcohol by volume. So definitely going to give this one a hug like Bailey would back in the day. And we may see her doing more hugging uh, now that she is seemingly turning baby face, but would definitely give this one uh, a three count um, on the scale Probably the my one two three cents uh, uh, wrestling under the influence. You know, a three count is good. It's a winner, so we'll raise this glass in victory um, and talk more about Bailey. So you know, Bailey came to WWE uh, through NXT, was part of developmental, uh, and came through the ranks uh, there. 
uh, starting in NXT back in 2012. So about 12 years ago, uh, started and wrestled independently before that. So she's been around in, on the independent scene uh, and then coming to NXT. Uh, she kind of reminded me the, the happy-go-lucky, you know, side ponytail. It, it reminded me of an indie-rific gimmick, and I don't mean that to come off sounding insulting, but it reminded me of something that you would not see uh, on the everyday WWE roster. Um, but it worked. I thought that it was fun. It was a fun gimmick. I didn't necessarily love it. I, I, I would say of the four horsewomen, which uh, back at that time consisted of Charlotte Flair, uh, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. Um, Bailey was either three or four for me uh, in that ranking. You know, and again, I'm not a, and, and I'm not trying to be negative by any means, but I'm not a huge uh, Sasha Banks fan either. But I think that Bailey. Um, played that gimmick very well. It, it was a positive role model for young girls. This was in a time when still that women's revolution is still kind of coming to fruition. It's it's taking shape. Um, Charlotte and Becky and, and Sasha kind of led the way on the main roster and Becky, or I'm sorry, Bailey for whatever reason, held back and or was held back and stayed back on the NXT roster. And I think they didn't want to necessarily lose all of their top tier women talent, female talent um, in one full swoop. And so Bailey stayed and I think kind of helped uh, establish and, and build that roster um, in developmental in, in NXT when NXT. And I think NXT is still considered a developmental training ground and giving men and women an opportunity and giving them a chance to grow and develop um, and become better professional wrestlers and become WWE superstars, uh, because it's it's so much more than just the in-ring action, as we've seen through the years. It requires the microphone abilities, kind of sometimes those acting chops when you're doing vignettes or promos or getting that emotion of the crowd storytelling. You know, WWE, uh, without a doubt, is the best when it comes to telling those stories and getting people, getting fans invested and hooked and, and becoming a part of the process and becoming a part of what they're doing. And I think that, you know, Bailey was great at that. She, she continues to be great at that. Um, talk about some of her accomplishments through the years. You know, as I mentioned, she was in NXT. She was the NXT women's champion. Um, she also was, uh, once she got called up to the main roster, and again, she's still going on with the uh, hugs. You know, Bailey likes to hug. She's running around and, and giving, Fans, the hugs, obviously, at ringside. She's hugging. Um, her her finishing maneuver was the Bailey to Bailey, or Bailey to belly, belly to Bailey. I'm screwing that up, but it was basically a belly to belly suplex, but where she's hugging her opponent and then turning it into, you know, that uh, suplex, if you will, um, and, and having success with it. I loved the uh, big inflatable you see them at car lots and stuff and parking lots trying to attract attention i don't know what the official name of them is but those big inflatable things that wave around um, but when they turned her heel and she uh, cut those with a knife and 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 deflated them um I, I feel like her heel turn was probably one of the most overdue for starters but also one of the best executed um in modern history just because she had gone from such a almost too pure and too like 
baby face, white meat baby face in your face, kind of annoying to a point. Um, kind of those Rocky Maivia early days, and even a, a little bit of John Cena, but Cena, you know, stayed the course and and, and never turned. But I think with Bailey, it was the right decision to make. It was a right call, um, and she's done it wonderfully uh, through the last couple of years, last probably four or five years, I believe. She turned heel uh, in nineteen nineties, uh, or I'm sorry, nineteen ninety in uh, twenty nineteen. Um, but she actually moved up to the main roster in twenty sixteen. So she spent about three years with that kind of sugary sweet bubblegum esque uh, persona, if you will. But uh, you know, turning her heel turned to be a, a good move for her. Uh, sometimes I think that there's a concern that, you know, if they turn heel, well, how will it affect merch? And maybe it did affect merch, uh, you know, because they were selling bracelets and, and the hair, I think maybe the hair scrunchies. Um, and then she turned into almost like this Karen-like character uh, with the haircut. She did, wore her hair different. She had a different way she dressed, the, the presentation. She did such a great job with all of that, that it just really resonated and worked so very well. And so, you know, she wins the Money in the Bank ladder match. She's actually made quite a few accomplishments, uh, distinguish her as as kind of a, a, a trendsetter. You know, like I said before, you had, you know, she's in a class with Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch and with Sasha Banks. And those three always seem to excel and rise and, and, and kind of shine in the spotlight. And Bailey always kind of felt like, didn't and she really deserves to be she re really deserves some flowers and and for the accomplishments and the things that she has achieved uh in her career and in just a few short years you know since 2019 uh when she came up to the main roster and so seeing her in that light i think has has kind of changed some perceptions and opinions at least uh, coming from me uh for sure you know she is the um longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion. She held that belt for 380 days, uh, which that was a feat that I did not realize that she had done. She's also the very first female Triple Crown and Grand Slam Champion. So she has held the NXT Women's Championship, the Raw Women's Championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, and of course, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship that she held with Sasha Banks. So that was a pretty big accomplishment. She's the first. She's not the only, but she was the first to do that, finishing that feat in 2019. Uh, so uh, she accomplished all that pretty quickly um, in her run in, in WWE. And three short years, she became the first Triple Crown and uh, Grand Slam champion. She's also the first woman to defend a championship in WWE in Saudi Arabia. And that happened in February of 2020. Uh, it was the super showdown uh, in Saudi Arabia. And this was just weeks before COVID, before the world changed. So it was February 27th, 2020, uh, that she made that milestone, defending the belt and beating Naomi um, in a match where she held on to her belt. Um, and now, most recently, she is the longest running our longest tenured woman in the women's Royal Rumble match. One hour, three minutes, and I believe three seconds. So that has set a new record. She is the Iron Woman uh, holder for the Royal Rumble out of, I believe, seven women's Royal Rumble matches. And I think, I can't remember if Michael Cole said she's been in all seven of them or not, but she's been in a lot of them. 
she was in the first one, I know for sure. Uh, and she said, you know, she said some good things uh, in the press conference chat. And I talked about this briefly in the, and I think I may have mentioned it also on last week's episode talking about the Royal Rumble, but, you know, it, it was her contention that the women's roster right now is so rich and so deep, most importantly, that they didn't need to bring in a lot of legends. They didn't bring in any legends. They did bring in some other talent from other promotions, um, like Jordan Grace, for example. But uh, it, it's refreshing. The women's roster has has evolved so much that you can do a 30-woman Royal Rumble and not have to rely on legends, not have to bring in Santina Morella or bring in Trish Stratus or Lita. Nothing wrong with those talents, but... It, it's 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 refreshing and, and awesome to see that the current crop of women that are uh, on are, are getting that opportunity to shine and, and be a part of uh, kind of history in the making. And as, as things continue to evolve and grow and develop with WWE now, we have seen Bailey, like I said, the last, uh, gosh, almost five years now, four and a half years, at least wrestling as a heel. And I know she had some time off there uh, with an injury. Uh, but I think that talent needs, especially in WWE, when there's a lot of, of, we see a lot of the same talent week in and week out, I think it's important to change those characters up from time to time. The evolution, you know, wrestlers are able to stay in the ring and, and have longer in-ring careers. And to me, that requires, uh, you know, updating the gimmick, if you will, updating the character, making them more viable to continue on, to carry on. Uh, we saw it with The Undertaker. We saw it with Goldust. We saw it with Triple H. We saw it with Shawn Michaels. We saw it with Kane. You know, these were staples uh, in the company who had been around for long, long periods of time and then would either turn heel, would turn face, but would change their character in some way. Undertaker from the dead man to the American badass back to the dead man and kind of tweaking and being in between American badass and, and, and the dead man. And so uh, I think with Bailey, you know, being that bubblegum Bailey, for lack of a better word, uh, to kind of the Karen Bailey, uh, to where she's going now. And, and obviously Friday night on SmackDown, you know, her, her teammates in damage control, essentially kicking her out of the group. Um, and it's been planted. It, those seeds were planted and we were watching it go and, and waiting to see it kind of finally happen and, and what how they're going to execute it and pull it off. Because I think there was thought, you know, she's going to go after Rhea Ripley and go for the uh, women's championship from from her. Uh, but instead, kind of making making it known that she wants EO Sky and wants uh, her championship. So I think that it's going to be a great match. I don't think... You know, there's talk of, you know, there's been talk before uh, the women only, I, I believe it was the year in 2019 when um, it was Ronda Rousey. Maybe, maybe did, did Sasha Banks, I, I could be wrong here, Sasha Banks and, and uh, Bianca Belair, I don't know if they closed out the first night of WrestleMania in 2021. I, I, I don't remember for sure. So I could be wrong about that. But there's only been at least, I know there's been at least one time where the women main event at WrestleMania. I don't know if it's been twice. It could have been twice. I don't think Bailey and EO will close out uh, and, and, and be the main event, but I could be wrong. Uh, there's still time to continue to grow and develop that story. We're still several weeks away from WrestleMania, so certainly there's the time to, to make that happen. I'll be curious to see 
how her character evolution goes, the O'Bailey's that is. Um, will she return to the bubblegum look? Will she keep kind of the Karen look going? Um, you know, the fans, I think, were ready and, and want to embrace her once again, especially after that Royal Rumble performance. You know, when you get in there and you go uh, an hour and three minutes, you set a new record, uh, you establish yourself as a, a contender and someone that, that should be taken seriously. And I think that, you know, for the years that I did kind of, uh, I don't want to say took her for granted or didn't give her much attention because I did prefer Charlotte Flair and, 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 and ba uh, Becky Lynch over Bailey. But, you know, I, I think that she has proven herself. She has come a long way. Uh, through the years and and has developed into uh, a character who has made an impact and has definitely uh, made some significant strides and continues to help. And she's still young enough at 34 to continue to have a great in-ring career and also be a guiding light for those younger talents who are coming up through NXT, who are young on the roster in, in WWE, um, and, and really grow and develop and nurture that as well. And I think that um, that's always a great thing when, when wrestlers, when superstars are able to share their trades, share their secrets, share their knowledge and help others grow and develop. Now, will Sasha Banks show back up? We saw Naomi come back. Will Sasha Banks come back um, and be a part of this? Uh, you know, with Jade Cargill, is she going to go to NXT? Is she coming to the main roster? I, I, tend to think she's going to go to NXT for a little bit to marinate and, and develop and, and grow um, as a superstar. Uh, and I don't think that's a bad thing either. I think that NXT, uh, as we have seen with Braun Breaker, you know, he had a breakout performance at the, the Royal Rumble and due to circumstances going on with Brock Lesnar and, and, and whatnot, uh, could be taking Brock's place, you know, I, I heard that he took Brock's place in the Rumble. Could he be the one that goes after and, and challenges Gunther and ends Gunther's 500-plus uh, day reign as the uh, Intercontinental Champion? And then Gunther moves on to bigger and better things. It's like that passing of the torch. It's like keeping the thing going, the momentum going. And that's where I come back to there is no one superstar that makes or breaks WWE. Rock coming in and, and going, it, it, it's great. It, it'll be a nice little uh, boom for business. I've seen people on both sides of the fence. Some love it, some hate it. But The Rock's not bigger than the company. Vince McMahon, as we have learned, is not bigger than the company. Brock Lesnar is not bigger than the company. The company will survive and thrive when these big departures happen, whether they are by uh, you know, aging out, retirement, uh, investigations that are going on, uh, injuries, uh, unfortunately death, business, the WWE business model will continue to survive uh, and grow and develop and evolve because they continue to grow and develop and evolve these talents. The young talents coming in through NXT, the people like Bailey and Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, um, and they just grow and they develop and they get better. And then they share their recipes for success and it grows and it develops and it continues to move on and grow and develop. And, and that's where you uh, get this amazing pool of talent. You know, people could argue that right now uh, maybe the best time for WWE in terms of 
um, financial power in terms of uh, talent on the roster, but there are a couple of black guys. And so how we proceed forward, what happens next, we have to wait and see. Um, but for now, I think that Bailey is going to be that kind of uh, underdog, you know, uh, she's going to return back to that fighting spirit that, uh, got her the win in the Royal Rumble that set that record in the Royal Rumble that brought her all these other accolades uh, throughout. Um, I wonder about uh, Sasha Banks coming back in. Does she come in and help balance with uh, damage control? You know, do Naomi and, and Sasha kind of have Bailey's back and a new faction is born uh, to combat Asuka and Eoskai? Uh, and the other members of, of Damage Control. Does Damage Control uh, become a new faction in and of its own? I, I don't know. It, that's the beauty of pro wrestling. That's the beauty of storytelling and, and not knowing and not being able to predict and not being cynical when things don't go the way that we hope that they go. You know, Bailey may go to WrestleMania and fail and flounder and, and, and bounce back down the car. I hope that doesn't happen. I think that she certainly has proven that she is a talent to be contended with and, and to, uh, again, hold that belt. And, and maybe she moves into uh, something uh, down the road with Jade Cargill. We'll have to wait and see. Who knows? We don't know uh, what the future holds, but we have to wait and see and then not get pissy when things don't go the way that we absolutely thought or wanted or hoped that they would go. That's just kind of the life of a, a wrestling fan in general, I think. So again, we'll raise a glass to Bailey. We'll raise a glass to our brewery here, Half Acre Beer in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, giving this a three count and wishing Bailey all the best. I do hope that Bailey wins uh, the championship at WrestleMania against EO Sky. And then we further that story and tell more uh, with the development and the growth of the women's division, which is continuing to be uh, one of the best parts of WWE, uh, the Women's Royal Rumble, by the way, in part to Bailey's performance, but some of the other performances that we saw in there was my favorite part of the 2024 Royal Rumble. So as always, I look forward to hearing your comments, your questions. What did you think of Bailey's performance at the Royal Rumble? What do you think of Bailey in general? And uh, what do you think of the state of wrestling? Where are we headed? What do you think will happen in Elimination Chamber and then heading into WrestleMania? We'll talk more about that as we get closer. And again, some more ideas coming up. If you have ideas for topics that you want to hear uh, discussed here on the podcast or over on the YouTube channel as independent videos, let me know. Have a great week. We will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.